0: Welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic. The podcast. Spiritual musings. Sometimes amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura. Lara and Tracy, your girls, back again in your ear holes. In your ear holes, from our mouth holes to your ear holes. Oh, that's wonderful. Or the holes. <laughs> <It's> a <laughs> great visual you paint there. That's a great way to start our show today. Mm-hmm. We wanted to have a quick chat before we get into the meaty subject of finding our purpose today on all the other hard work we've been doing for our Turns Out Network. And that was basically... Your opportunity, Tracy, to jump in. (laughs) (laughs) You were doing so well, though. I was.
1: Yeah. So, uh, turns out It's Haunted dropped last week, its first episode. Yeah. Uh, This week, second episode's dropped, um,
0: and they're spooky. Oh, I just remembered. So, you know how we recorded, Turns Out It's Haunted, Mm -hmm. the Mm Velisca axe murderers house yeah yeah, that, that happened mm-hmm. you know how we recorded that at night mhm i got home and i was wheeling the podcast bag up our front pathway i was about to stop and pick it up to go up the stairs mm-hmm. onto the patio and i hear a creepy i see you what <laughs> so how could you not tell me this i it just i just remembered so um, as Matt, it was Matt. Of course, it was. He was. I love that. He let the dog out for a pee before bed, and he he heard me, so That's he peeks shit. his head over the gate and just says, "I see you." I shake my dad. <laughs> and he says he he watched me pick the bag up like a shield <laughs> and spin around run. in a three sixty, <laughs> and I just sat on my butt like I was I could not I had nothing left. There's nothing else for me to do but to sit on my bottom. Did you record that on your ring thing? Is that recorded? Oh, um, no. Because that would be I the wasn't, best footage. I was not close enough, oh. but I swear. And and I sat there until he came right the way through the house, through the front door and picked Could me up. Could you hear him laughing the whole time? Yes, he thought... <laughs> He, had, he was just beside himself. He was so proud of himself. And oh, I, I love said, that. you have no idea <laughs> what well, I just had to sit through and record with JC <laughs> and for you to have done that to me right now is not okay. <laughs> if I wake up in the morning and my hair's white, you will know why. <sighs> no, it was horrendous. Well, the podcast
1: bag, like on, on a side note, the podcast bag would have definitely saved you from an axe murderer.
0: Yeah, because it's a nice solid case. Tough. Yeah. yeah, tough Maybe self. that is what... That, well, that oh. is what I do when, I, when I'm in danger. Wow. That's yeah. so cool. He couldn't have it's timed that cool. more perfect. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I oh, can't goodness. believe he didn't tell me before this. I can't this. believe I didn't either. And I was so mad at him, but it was a little but bit funny. At the same funny. time, yeah. Yeah. But I wasn't amused at that point in time. It's funny now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I died. Oh, I love it. I didn't love it. Mm. He loved it. And then it is a little bit of karma because in our house we really like scaring one another. And I've got Maya and Lucy good ones lately. Like, <laughs> the
1: poor thing. That's mean. I can't. I didn't know you were like that. We're what kind of a like mum are you? We oh, do that.
0: Yeah. Oh, we don't do that at my house. No, I suppose your house is a little bit different. Your house is scary enough at the best of times that's not my house is not scary got, well, your house itself isn't but you've got transient beings sometimes
1: <laughs> yeah they're called teenage sons oh
0: well those two
1: yeah i don't yeah. know wow so, so oh that was
0: fun i have to give him a high five for that next Ooh, time i see him he gave himself plenty of high fives uh, It would have kept him up giggling all night yep yeah. and he'll hear this back and giggle mm-hmm. again it's gonna serve him well I hope we're recording, because I'm not seeing any waves. Oh yeah, there they are. Okay. I just had a mini panic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and uh, yeah, so we are going to have that weekly episode of Turns Out It's Haunted Drop every Monday. Yes. And it's going to be a mixture of things. So we're going to take turns. It's going to be me one week, you one week, going to float it all different, all different ways and... It's going to not just include like haunted locations. It's going to be objects and just um, the the broader topics of the paranormal kind of yeah. arena and, and spectrum of things. So, next week's episode is going to be uh, about a new movie that's just dropped in cinemas, uh, and it's part of a franchise, um, and it's v- in the in the spiritual paranormal uh, scene. Uh, it's quite a well known. Um, franchise oh okay uh, and so it's gonna be really fun and it's just that's what I kind of want to make turns out it's haunted uh, it, we've had a couple of like you know turns out it's haunted of the ballistic axe murders was not very nice like it was a bit scary and sad and Hectic. and Hackers. yeah yeah so we're gonna lighten it. it's not gonna be like that every week change pace we're gonna change the posts a little a bit taddy so that I don't give Laura a heart attack or yeah any more myself reasons <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh and from next week we have our latest edition to the turns out network
0: we do the beautiful shannon cotterell aka asher moon is joining in the party for turns out she's a witch Yay! so tune into that podcast for all the witchy vibes all the you know, turning of the wheels or the moon breakdowns and all of that sort of mm-hmm.
1: stuff. Yeah, all the rituals, everything, yeah. everything witchy for the modern day, the modern day enthusiast who loves that kind of stuff. It's going to be just like it turns out she's psychic. It's going to be factual. It's going to be not wooey because <laughs> uh, Shannon's not wooey either, um, and it's just going to be good information done in our way. Yeah. Um, Because she's one of us. She is.
0: Mm -hmm. um, Yeah. What a... You go. (laughs) You go. I was going to say I bought another one of her mugs for my collection last night. Did you? I did. Which one? Um, It's a sort of a pale one with a blue luster, I think. Oh. Yeah. It's like drippy. I liked... I liked them all. And then the ones, because I remembered about it, not bang on the time, but they were releasing and I still nabbed one that I really like. But the two that I was drooling over, they would already been snapped up.
1: Yeah, because 500
0: other people were drooling over them too. Totes. Yeah. Did oh, you God. see the New Witch's Bruise one? So cute. So cute. I yeah. love them. Yeah. I love it. She's going to end up making our own ones. <laughs> oh we gonna have to or, or keep her busy. Turns out, network mugs.
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. Mug for a mug. <laughs> You're
0: funny. Oh, sometimes. Sometimes. Oh, I have my moments. What are we talking about today? Today, I really wanted to nail you down and get your spiritual swagger over um, finding your purpose, or some in some cases, realizing one's purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, what? your overall take on the subject is, because I know there's listeners, you know, from all different um, places on their spiritual pathway. I nearly said journey then, but I said pathway. Um, You know, some people are new to this and some people are trying to figure out what the hell am I here for? What the hell am I doing? What can I do? Um, And some people... Are well on track and they know exactly you know a bit more about themselves and what they want to do with their life here um and so i just wanted to chat with you about from one end to the other and all that's in between like for the people listening how do i even identify it or how do i even know it or how do i even begin to see it um to what it means to actually have a purpose what your definition of a purpose is, um, and can that change?
1: hmm
0: Okay. It's a big topic. It is huge. It is. And it's, you know, it's open to interpretation for each and every one. And so, yeah, straight off the bat, um, maybe just keeping that in mind so with our listeners, you know, if it's not sitting with you, then that's cool. Yeah. All good. Yeah, it's just another take on it all Mm -hmm. because it's it's huge, it's a lot, and it's so personal at the end of the day. It is, yeah.
1: So uh, for me, I've been pretty vocal over the years about my whole um, jumping on the purpose bandwagon situation, where it's you sort of it's COVID kind of shut it down. I feel, Uh, but before COVID, it kind of felt like every second person on Instagram or social media was chatting and posting about find your purpose and this is your purpose and, you know, what is your life purpose and far out. Like there were courses you could do finding your purpose and it's just like, Jesus Christ, calm down. (laughs) So um, for me, I, from what I know and and just like with everything else that I talk about, um, my knowings in bunny ears comes from spirit validation. Uh, And so it's not even my own personal um, thoughts to think this it's directed uh, and guided by spirit and then I usually sit with it and let it marinate and apply things to my life or just sort of sit back and almost study the information that I'm receiving and meditate on it and, excuse me, go through the motions with it. Um, And then I come to my own, uh, my own verbal, you know,
0: take on it.
1: Yeah. You know, like my own summary of it that I feel comfortable talking about. So for me, when someone says, um, you know, that, you know, what is my purpose? First of all, we don't just have one, you know, yeah. you're well, if, and if you really want to come to the core of it, your purpose is to have a human experience at the core of it. Now that's where it becomes debatable and open to, you know, to all different perspective as to what, a human experience means yes for a lot of people. A human experience means um, you know devoting their human experience to things greater than them. You know, like whether it's the environment or people or um, animals or whatever it is. It's a life of dedication and service, and they believe with a with a very strong um, conviction that purpose is it that is what makes you purposeful. Uh, other people believe that, or even they might have a dual belief, you know, they could be like me and believe that there's lots of different purposes, but, yep. you know, we can have the purpose to be a healer, a teacher, a messenger, a guide, which is sort of where I sit in terms of very loosely that we, there there's many opportunities to recognise when your human experience is coinciding with the opportunity for purpose so just like when I talk about um, life's happening for you, not to you. Yes. Um, and how can we hold our trauma so it serves us, not so it hurts us. I like to look at life as how can I be of purpose or how can I be purposeful in, in this experience. So it's like a series of purposeful experiences as opposed to one big grand purpose. Yes. Um, under my uh, my human experience purpose is is a purpose to serve, but that didn't hit until I was, you know, early thirties before that, that definitely was not something that I identified with. And, you know, like I am walking, talking, living proof that our purposes can change because I didn't want to have children. And when I had my first at 24, like I thought, wow, like thankfully this happened because Harley was a pill baby and I wasn't having kids. Um, I was so I felt so blessed, and it was such a profound experience for me because immediately I felt like I had purpose in my life, and I I didn't. I, now I can see that that's what that was—that it was that I was given purpose. But at the time, I thought that motherhood was what I was here to do, without but not separating it from being a purpose in time, like yeah, a stage okay. of life type purpose or yeah. one of the many purposes that I would have in my lifetime. That's not how you saw it at the time. No, absolutely okay. not. Yeah. Um, young and stupid and drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think, you know, to understand that a purpose really is something that's, that moves that that grows, that evolves, that isn't a one-time thing. It's not a it's not a one-time proposition that we have to make with our soul and our spirit to just say, I oh, "Can't find my purpose," and then we go on this massive, long, um, you know, journey of discovery of trying to figure out what our purpose is. You're gonna th- that journey of discovery all along that way. You've had many purposes. Yes.
0: So Looking for something that's right there.
1: Yeah, and. Unfortunately, with, uh, well, fortunately and unfortunately, but with the exposure that we now have in our everyday lives to anyone, anywhere, at any point in time with social media, we start to recognize that there are a lot of people out there doing their thing and calling it their purpose. Mm -hmm. So that just with everything else on social media, it lends us to have this illusion that we're missing out on this thing that people have. But you've got to remember that these, these famous people or these people that have purpose or whatever they're there for, these well-known personalities in their industries, they're out there only on social media. But if there was no such thing as social media, you would have no idea that they had found their purpose in beekeeping, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, like saving the yeah. bees, for example.
0: People have more of an opportunity to articulate their story these days and once it once it's out there and someone hears somebody else talk so clearly about themselves, if they don't know where they're at, it's easy to become confused or feel as though they're missing out or...
1: And latch wonder. onto the language that that person's using, yep. which is, yep. oh, you know, the bees are my purpose. I don't even yep. know why I'm choosing bees. I don't, I don't know, know why. Know. I, don't know. I think it's because when you were talking about Ash's um, mugs, yep. I thought you were going to say that you got one of the bee ones. Oh, and so I've got right. the bee in my head. <laughs> so funny. Um, anyway, in your bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh you know, the way that the language is too, it then, um, it, it influences our, our own self narrative yes. as to, well wow, that person has found their purpose in saving the bees. Why can't I have a purpose like that? And then it just becomes this fixation of, I need a purpose there, like it you really what you're doing is setting yourself up for the ultimate self sabotage because find purpose in your life right now. Who said it's that it there. has yeah. Who said that it has to be something profound, something that you're going to be well known for, or that, you know, that everyone's gonna know that well, like when you die and someone gets up and does your eulogy and you know, it's everyone's there talking about how, wow, that person, their their purpose in life was literally just to save the bees. Like who the fuck does that? Nobody. <laughs> like you. it's just you've got yeah. to really just get some perspective <clears throat> about it and get real about it and take the pressure off yourself yeah. and just think, you know what, find the purpose in the life that you've been li- living right now yeah. and get off that kind of grandeur sense or um, illusion of it being something that um, that is a huge statement. It can be something as simple as, today, I want to find a way to be purposeful. And it might be to help my my child, you know, who's going through an identity crisis right now. Or, um, side note, none of my kids are going through identity crisis, just
0: so. <laughs> no, not your kids, it's
1: exactly. No, kids. Um, but... You know, like, or, you know, today I'm going to find purpose in looking after my father because he needs some emotional support while my mother goes through an operation. Yes. You know, so it's finding purpose in in our day-to-day life
0: that makes us purposeful making your life purposeful
1: yeah yeah and that's you know that comes all the way back down to before social media before technology even when like I watch my mother-in-law Marlene I love her so much and I watch her when she's cooking and I watch her when she's dishing out the food and I watch her when she's handing it to my husband Matt or to my kids especially the boys but I watch her face and she smiles to herself. She's not smiling at you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not even a thing about you at that time. She, she is so present in her stirring of the salsa because they're Maltese, in the stirring of the salsa and and the scooping out of the baked macaroni into the dish and then the handing of the dish. She's finding purpose. In her role as their nana, mm-hmm. that's purpose, and she's she feels like the most blessed nana alive because that's she's found purpose in what she's here to do, and in that case, you're going to then find the momentum, and have the um the, you know, if you want to look at it from a science perspective, but you're going to find more things to be purposeful in.
0: Yeah, I hear how, how beautiful is it to watch someone doing anything with purpose. With purpose. Because they're fully conscious that mm-hmm. they are intending with every being to, to do exactly what it is In that present. they're doing. It's not a chore. They're not seeing it as a chore that they have to do something. It's love.
1: Yeah. It's an expression of love.
0: Yeah. Uh, and
1: even, you know, my grandmother, um, you know, to, to have her knitted cardigans and, you know, um, she's got lots of great grandchildren now, but, um, she only ever met my firstborn Harley, uh, and she made him a, or she, uh, knitted a coming home from the hospital blanket which so then as the oldest granddaughter I lent out to my sister and my cousins for when they had their babies to have that but I got it back I was like I've got my eye on that it's got a like a return to sender code on it and if you've got it for longer than a month (laughs) I'm gonna come and hunt you down yeah um and you know she made him some beautiful hand knitted booties and cardigans like this beautiful gray one with a navy blue H on his chest like full like wow varsity style like Preppy. Yeah, so cute. Um, but, like, that is, like, she made that for her great-grandchild and that is purposeful. Yes. And those kind of items, those memories, they are ones that's that, that like, stain our heart. They're ones that get imprinted right into our DNA. Yeah. That's purpose. That's purpose. Yeah. Not, like, my purpose is to make candles that is not a purpose. Maybe your purpose is to bring joy to people through the candles, but don't hang and pin your purpose on the freaking candle making. Pin on the it, product, yeah. Pin it on that you like to make things with your hands or go through the processes to bring joy to people. Your Part of your purpose or things that make you feel purposeful is that you make things for people. I hate making things (laughs) i hate cooking Mm. so i don't find like i'm not purposeful in those things but everyone has their own thing that they really love to do where they get lost in the moment that's your purpose there and let it be open to evolution yeah let it be open to, you know, as you grow older, it goes from making candles for people that bring them joy to knitting scarves for people or whatever. I don't care. But just find find your purpose in things that you can be purposeful.
0: I hear And what about when you think um, about someone's strengths? Because we all have different strengths. Mm-hmm. So do you think that correlates with finding your purpose, finding what you're good at? Great question. Um, I feel like uh,
1: that I feel that it more lends to how you deliver your purposefulness. Yep. So I'm a great talker. I can. I have no problem getting up and winging it, yes. which I, I pretty you're much do that my whole so entire fabulous life. At that <laughs> Um, and I just, I don't even think about it. Um, and I'm also great at um, getting to the core at something and being able to exploit that in someone really fucking quickly so that we can get there really quickly and not waste time. But focus mostly then on the solution. Yes, your solution. very solutions focused mm-hmm. and I know the solutions because spirit tells me them. I'm a psychic medium. So all of those things allow me to deliver the way I am purposeful. So your strengths allow you to, well, they lend to your purpose. They assist the delivery of my purpose. Yes. So for me, I see my purpose as being able to help people find the light in dark and their darkness could be anything. Um, but I can identify how to help them find light in that the quickest way possible and for them to learn how to do it themselves moving forward. Yes. And that is one of my purposes. But do you notice how like my purpose isn't to just connect people to the people that have crossed over? It's just one of the tools that I use to help people from dark to light. It's it's a way that I can expose, deliver and be in action of my purpose, one of my purposes, because I have the purpose to be a friend. I have the purpose to be a messenger. I have the purpose to be a mother, a wife, a daughter, a sister. I have so many purposes, you know, That's and, right. and yep. I don't want just one. I don't want one big grand purpose that I am known for. And I think that like, if I was to send out a consensus to every single person that's ever met me on a professional level, I don't think that you could probably pin down one thing that I am because I am whatever that person needs. I find purpose in that connection with that person. I find a way to be purposeful. Yeah. And I just trust that the people that have been brought to me have been brought to me because I have what they need or I can deliver to them what they need. I can be that conduit.
0: Yeah, you're open enough to be flexible in to deliver whatever it is. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. And you were also bringing in some um, blueprint terminology there mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So, that lends to purpose yes so blueprint sounds obvious doesn't it but for people that might not have necessarily listened to that episode yeah go back and listen to that but also just yeah have a quick chat and how that works in Yeah. so
1: uh there's the blueprints and there's So many blueprints, but the ones that we see mostly emerging these days are the healer, the teacher, the messenger, and the guide. And we see the builder and the procreator kind of just sit there quite consistently throughout time. Uh, and so these blueprints are pretty self-explanatory. Uh, the procreators are the people that are here and really they just find so much joy in having babies and raising babies. And um, also um, start entrepreneur- entrepreneurial people are also got a very strong procreator sense to them as well. Because that makes they, total sense. Yeah, so they initiate and birth, um, you know, forces of energy that continue on and do what they do yeah so inventors are procreators so there's lots of ways that a procreator can can create yeah create and um and continue to procreate um and then the builders they're basically the people that are here to literally construct and build in whatever way shape and form and we've seen that change over time as well what the messengers the teachers and the guides and are essentially bringing to the table they're the ideas people and all their ways and their stories and their information and even the procreators whatever they bring to the table the builders are the doers the builders are the ones that you know like okay this is where I if I feel like I'm the this is my job like yeah <laughs> in, it in, it in, happen yeah in all of the roles in 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 this um this project I take the builder role because I can do that yeah um and so in terms of um you know procreator and builder for example because I talk a lot about healer teacher messenger and guide so today I want to talk a little bit more about builder and procreator and highlight them because they're not lesser it's just no, that no, no, no. we don't see we haven't seen such a mass of healer, teacher, messenger, and guide to be such a, um, we haven't seen as many people as an, until now. Like in these modern times, probably in the last 50 years, we've really seen an insurgence of, of these blueprints coming to the surface, which coincides with the with the consciousness raising and the new earth and all that stuff. Yes. Um, but the builder and the procreator, we literally could not have the healers, teachers, the messages, the guys without them. What's the foundational? Correct. Yeah. And essentially the future. Because the builders are also the ones that build the software, yes. they're also the ones who, you know, build the rockets to outer space and build the, the materials that we need. And build the the things to go down deep into the earth and do the studies, you know, they build the science around it. So they're very, like, they're coming to the surface as well. They're evolving. They're evolving yeah. too. Yeah. And so inside of that, you just think about that straight away off the bat. You you say, okay, I'm a builder. Like, my husband's a builder. That's, his, that's what his job description is. I'm a builder. Yeah. Someone says, what do you do for work? So I'm a builder. These days, we're going to go, or, and into the future, we're really going to see people say, build what? Like it might be, I'm a builder of spacecraft or I'm a builder of software. Yes, true. Software developer type situation, you yeah. know, it's w- where the terminology is now becoming far more of an umbrella term. And so purpose inside of that is your purpose, your, your strongest purpose is to build and that's how that's how you will make your mark. That's how you will feel fulfilled in this lifetime and not sit there and think, oh, I just feel restless or I'm not doing what I should be doing or I don't even know what I should be doing. If you're doing the builder, if you're in the action of it, however that looks for you, if you're in that, that restlessness won't be there.
0: That's important. You bring up a very um, important thing to talk about here is people... Um that have been doing something um, for however long that doesn't bring them joy that doesn't bring them fulfillment would you say perhaps they haven't found their purpose for want of a better term or they've been ignoring it or not acknowledging something? Like, I would say that
1: they're hooking their their vocation their career to their purpose, which is not a thing
0: yep for starters so because that's a common thing right it is. people have been you know stuck in ruts or you know, been plodding along, not really doing anything on purpose, until one day they realise they're miserable, and oh my goodness, how did we get here, and how do I get out of that?
1: Mm-hmm. Or they had, they were purpose, at, like purpose driven, and then they realised in the end that it that it doesn't bring them joy anymore. It's sort of it's I've done forgotten. its course, or it's ended, and yeah. it's finished now. And now what now? Um, and so first point. What you do as a job to earn money doesn't automatically have to link with your purpose. I'm one of the very minority few who gets to do that in a loud way, I suppose, in a way that is exposed, that would probably no doubt elicit in some of the listeners what I was saying before in terms of, oh, yes. oh she talks like she she her purpose is her job. I... I t- i would yes. like the, the minority, minority yeah. not, the, not the goal.
0: And cause probably because you've, like, forged that as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so the exception to the rule would be your case in point. Correct. For most people. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah.
1: So what I would say to that and what I do say to that is you're really missing the point that, first of all, if you're stuck in a job that you have never liked, change your job. And if you don't think you can limiting belief, I'm calling you out and it's a limiting belief, you know, fair enough. Sometimes people are got to do things for money. I get that, but you can't have everything. Sometimes at all at once. You can have everything you want all at different times. And sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. I've had to do it in my life and I still do do it in my life. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. If you, if you're in that point where you got to do what you got to do, then you're really letting yourself down and you're not standing up for yourself and you're not giving yourself self-love if you're then on the other side of that going to give yourself the token, I hate this, why am I doing this? I'm miserable doing this. It's like, okay, but you don't have a choice right now, so stop behaving like you have a choice. Sometimes you just got to do shit. Yes. If you have a choice and you're choosing to sit in that, why? Why? Yeah, don't don't come to me with that unless you're ready to do the things that you've got to do to get yourself out of it, because that's limiting belief. That's psychology stuff sitting there and probably a huge disconnect from your spiritual self and awareness, because when you're spiritually aware, you don't feel sorry for yourself. There is no sympathy for perspective. Yeah, It's completely different. It's almost like the minute that I become aware that I am doing something or in a situation that I'm in, that I have a choice in, and it's making me miserable, that's on me as a human to course correct. Yes. So there's lots of little different things inside of there, but if you're someone who's like in your mid-30s, mid-40s or whatever and you've just been plodding along and you've had a fairly um, plain kind of life so far and done nothing that is really outstanding according to you in your own way, then I would... If it
0: bothers you. If
1: it bothers you and you're feeling restless or you're feeling bored or whatever, then I would argue the point of what do you find purpose in in your life and start from there and let's focus on what you do find purpose in disconnecting from your career disconnecting from what everybody else is doing with their beekeeping purposes whatever saving the bees purposes whatever that is candle making whatever disconnect from that and just tell me like do you do do you find purpose and joy in sitting down and crafting with your kids or your grandkids do you find joy in chatting to old people like, do you find joy in solitary time, just quiet time? And if you find it, wherever you find that you do things with purpose, that's going to give you a bit of a, it's, go, it's going to give you the opportunity to look in the direction that you need to be looking in, where you can see that um, the purpose is highlighted. And then you just need to chase that. So you need to, to chase more opportunities to sit with the old people and talk to them. And that doesn't mean you're going to earn money. It could, it could be the perfect segue into a new career. It could be the perfect segue into volunteering and service. It could be the perfect segue into contacting your grandparents that you haven't spoken to in forever, your great grandparents or in-laws or whatever. But don't, when you're starting out, don't connect it with making money ever. Just start out with, part of you where you know you are present and feel purposeful and then give that as much energy and attention and intention as you can and it will grow and it will grow
0: and it will grow it's physics just turn your head in that direction and keep following those little signposts
1: where focus goes energy flows
0: it's it's just there's it's just so true so it starts you on the right track. Mm-hmm. And like it's you said, it doesn't. Know, you don't know where that's going to lead. Correct. But you have to start following. It, yeah. it course corrects you. Mm-hmm.
1: It's just like, okay, where you have been sitting there, like up until the point where we're having this conversation now, where you have been, you've just been going down a, a, a dirt road. And this, you don't even know where you are. It's just the scenery is all the same. It's just on repeat. You're walking and you don't even
0: know why you're walking. Yeah. You're not consciously
1: and deliberately choosing where you're walking. Choose to consciously and deliberately decide where you're walking. Yes, you can. And where you can start walking is finding places where you know inside yourself you are
0: already present. And everyone can find something. And I like how you bring up how it can change or how it can evolve. Um, I was speaking to, I was at a class actually not too long ago and they were saying about the different generations and how they learnt and how education's shaping our different thought processes and, you know, neuroelasticity and how kids these days will have many more jobs than what we did and what our parents did. So our parents had one or two Mm. jobs. We might have two or three or four. They're going to have between 5 and 10 in their working life and half of those jobs don't even exist right now and how it's really important for children especially but everyone um to learn how to learn and then how to relearn how to just I love that. And I love that. Mm-hmm. And you know what pops into my mind is the episode of Friends where they're trying to move, Ross is trying to move a lounge up the staircase and he's going, pivot, (laughs) pivot. (laughs) Pivot. Pivot. (laughs) We just have to pivot. It's such a good word. (laughs) It's the best. It's a great word. But it's more true now than ever. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes down to purpose, it is learning to pivot sometimes or just being open to the fact that pivoting is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It doesn't mean you're on the wrong track. It means you've acknowledged that there's different ways to go.
1: I consistently pivot. I pivot all day every day. You do. Yes. It's just, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really, really, really good point. And, you know, can you imagine for our kids, like coming into, uh, like, you know, for, for our listeners of that, of that age demographic, you know, probably from between 30 and 50. that 20-year gap, 30 and 50-year-olds, our kids' generation or grandkids' generation, can you imagine as they grow up if they have that pressure of listening to mum and dad or whoever it is that's at home that they have to listen to banging on about how I have to live my purpose. I have to find my purpose. Like our kids are going to go crazy just going, oh, I need a purpose. purpose. <laughs> like there is, no cl- there is no class at school that says this is your purpose, how to find your purpose, find your purpose, and that is a happy life. Nowhere in any past information of schooling or teaching has anyone ever said find your one purpose in life and you have got it made. Yeah. Because mm. it doesn't, it's not true. Mm. It's not true.
0: No and that's why I keep linking back to strengths because you can use your strengths like everyone has natural abilities at different things and you can also learn different things as well. So where your interest and strengths lie gives you clues into where that leads. Absolutely because it's natural to your human experience. And you have you know you marry that together with how you feel when you do certain things rather than um, panicking maybe about not knowing what my purpose is and looking all around where's my purpose what's my purpose oh my god I don't even know my purpose you do you just have to stop and look for a sec take a beat your soul knows and your spirit knows how to to guide you remember it yeah and acknowledge it when it does sort of flow through and not sort of judge it and go, no, nah, I don't want that. <laughs>
1: That's it. And just surrendering to um, like the minute that you take your hands off the wheel. And, and, and it sort of, it contradicts what I was saying before about, um, you know, uh, choosing to be conscious and deliberate. Yes. But I'm not really focusing on that point. I'm focusing on more on when you surrender and let go of the wheel to um, what it's supposed to look like and the time it's supposed to take and, um, how you get to where you're going. If you just let go of that and just trust that if you chase the joy or you trace the pe, you chase the peace or that whatever the fulfillment, whatever it is that you deem makes you feel purposeful. Yeah. If you chase that, then the universe will energetically give your human experience exactly what it needs when it needs it with no time delay, no resistance, no nothing. It will just deliver it when and is as should. Yeah. And so for for people who you know, have gone down one path and have gone all along, you know, I thought I wanted to do this, but now I've had this crisis and I'm like, I don't want to do it. It's not for me. I want to do something completely different. It's like, that's totally okay. You don't need to prove yourself to anyone at least of all yourself. But when you're going to course correct, don't like, don't go against, um, like, don't just simply go to the other extreme just to avoid that extreme And don't feel that you need to go about that new course the same way you went about the first course. You know, it's not. It's
0: all different.
1: It's all different,
0: and you've got to leading us to where we want to be. Yeah, you know, you've got got to let go
1: of preconceived ideas. And a lot of what I do um, with my mentors, depending on
0: where they're at, is a lot of unlearning. We're so conditioned in ways that we're not even aware of. Mm-hmm. And it's not until it's not suiting us anymore and we do find ourselves somewhere where we're not keen on being that like, you've oops. really got to deconstruct all of that, like you were saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why are you thinking the way you're thinking and why, why is it so and why does it have to be so? Mm. And-,
1: and even then, that doesn't even need to, to be deep. It literally just needs to be a self-awareness. And yes. once you have it, move on yeah don't just sit in you it you don't have to no what? it's an acknowledgement and yep. a validation yeah it's just like a reminder oh there it goes okay yep. and if, <laughs> if you put weight on it as a human and you make it a big deal then you're slowing time down yeah if you just acknowledge it and release it yeah move on
0: yeah, yeah. especially
1: if it's not a trauma you know like obviously yep. that's yeah easy set absolutely yeah yeah
0: yep. Good point.
1: Yeah. You know, like um, there are people who spend a lot of time uh, serving their country in military, um, in, you know, Navy, Army, Air Force, whatever it is, or even the fireys or the police. And then they get to like maybe their late 30s, early 40s, and they leave and they feel purposeless. Yes. Or hopeless. It's just like my whole life was dedicated to this and now it's not there. What can I do? That is not an opportunity for you to sit back and, and think, oh, what a waste or I've done now. And what else is there for me to do? It's not an opportunity to do that. It's an opportunity to take all of the things that you've learned, the experience that you have, the, the stuff that's specific to you and find your next Find your next. Find your next or even maybe the fact that you're not doing it is a course correction and, well, I know it would be, but maybe it's a forced course correction because you were going down the wrong track. I stayed up last night and I watched a documentary on this um, young Australian guy um, who is a bodybuilder and um, he... uh, we. Matt and I, my husband, we went and watched a bodybuilding um, competition a few years, like a few years ago now, and he was there and my husband's like, oh, this is this young kid and, you know, like check out the size of him. And he looks exactly like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but like when he was young. Wow. And he's a giant, good looking dude, young guy. um, And he... One of his mates created a YouTube video. It went viral, like 23 million views overnight, basically. And so America's calling and they're like, get on a plane, get over here. And his whole world just kind of just blew up into these amazing opportunities. And then he had the director of a movie come and ask him to be the young Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie. And right when he finished filming the movie and he had all these deals, he was flying high. Making the money, living the you know living the dream. He uh, tore his bicep, oh like no. like the muscle completely off the bone. Yikes! Yeah, and then when he finally got it better, he went. He came home to Australia to visit his brother, and they went abseiling, and he was first cab off the rank, and he slipped, and the rope basically wrapped around his leg, and thankfully because he was. I don't know what he was in kilos because he kept talking in pounds, but he was like 230 pounds. So I don't know what that is in kilos, but it was a fuck ton. Big, big unit. Yeah. Anyway, so he was abseiling down this cliff in Sydney in at Rose Bay and uh, he slipped and the rope basically wrapped around his leg and tore his quadricep muscle off the bone of his knee completely detached he's Ew. hanging upside down off a cliff facing the water and he's got the rope around his leg and he uses his torn bicep that's healed to instinctively grab onto the rope and tears tears the bicep and during this documentary it's it's like it's all about his story and so you actually see this happen he's wearing a GoPro oh, and, oh wow. it's so like i was it was so like it made me feel sick. I was traumatized after it. It's just like, oh my God. And in in the documentary, you see him sitting there and because I can read eyes, I was looking at his eyes the entire time in the documentary because I didn't know that happened. I knew he tore his bicep. But I didn't know about the leg thing. And so I was looking at his eyes the entire time and he's like a third of his size in this interview. And I was thinking he has seen death. Like in his eyes, there has been a trauma that ha- he has seen death. And later on, um, they show what happened with his leg and they cut back to him sitting in the chair being interviewed. And he's just like, I cannot tell you like how, like that just changed me at my core because why didn't I die that day? Like if that, if that one bolt that should not have really held my crazy weight, the unit that I was did not hold me, I I would have fallen and that would have been the end of my story. And he's, he's just changed. You could just see how he changed. But what he also talks about is how it was actually something that was, it saved him because right before all of that, he was a social media sensation. People were judging him, trolling him. You look disgusting. You're too big, yada, yada. Like it was just always like, I can't please anyone. But he's like, I was trying to please everyone. And it was impossible. And I was being pulled and poked and prodded and stretched. And I, w- I didn't realize how miserable I was. He's like, so this actually pulled me out of my world and it gave me a new view. And it was a view that once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. So he was living in America when all of this happened. And when he had his, um, his uh, operations and everything, he ended up going on a uh, a media tour for the um, schwarzenegger movie and so he flew over to moscow and he was in russia and his best friend rings and says they're evacuating so his house was in miami with the fires back in 2016 i think it was and the um he had to save his dog and his lizard and get out and so he's in russia and the fires are in Miami, and the video um, security camera shows the fires come right up to his pool, but then the wind changes, and so his house was saved along with two other houses in the street. But he came back to his home, and he broke up with his girlfriend, which he doesn't talk about in the documentary, but you know he did. Um, He got a puppy who was basically his lifesaver that he called Rex, and it was Australian Pitbull, Um, and he's got a lizard, a blue- frill neck lizard that he keeps in this big cage, like not cage, like um, beautiful tank tank thing thing in his house. Um, But he kept talking about his solitary and how he's like, I don't think I was depressed, but I was definitely sad. And I was definitely dealing with some really heavy emotions. But once I saw the new perspective of that, life doesn't have to be like that because it's all I knew. I, I couldn't go all the way back in. And then he starts to talk about, how when he was younger, his dad had a motorbike accident and ended up a quadriplegic and in a wheelchair and, like, is um from the neck down. Okay. Oh No, from under the arms down. So he could move his arms, but okay. his hands were not the greatest. So they were all kind of not working properly. But he talks about how, um, you know, it's not like he hadn't understood you know, that life is something that you've got to grab by the balls and and take the essence of. And he felt that he was doing that in his purpose, but he got so blinded by the lights and blinded by everyone else's opinion and judgment and telling him and, you know, the things being thrown at him and all of the opportunities. He's like, that felt like what I was doing was right. But it wasn't until he was out of it that he realised that it was actually so wrong. Yeah. And that he found this almost like a universal intervention where it's just like, hey, you keep going, something bad's gonna happen, but you're here to do more. You're here to do more with your life. So we need to get you out, give you a different perspective and let you choose what you're gonna do with the both perspectives of the world. And that's what he's choosing to do now. And it's amazing. Like, Mm. it's so inspiring to watch. And, you know, I I felt really bad. And I woke Matt up this morning and I'm like, oh, my God, you shouldn't have gone to bed last night. You have to watch the end of that documentary. Because at the beginning of the documentary, I was just like, oh, he seems a bit dense. You know, like, (laughs) he's a good looking dude, but he just seems a little bit dense. And then by the end of it, I felt like the worst person in the world because he's not dense. It's the complete opposite. Yeah. It's just that he, he has, he's processing yep. and he internalizes and he's very unassuming and he doesn't feel the need to blah, 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 blah. But this puppy that he got that he called Rex or Rexy, um, I got onto his Instagram last night because I couldn't sleep because I wanted to see how long ago that documentary was made oh, and to right. see what he was yep. doing now. Um, and in, I think it was in April, Rex died oh. at three
0: Oh, and no. he
1: and Baz, his lizard died the month before that. Whoa. Yeah. so this his name's Callum von Molga. And so in like three years, this guy has experienced so much just universal divine interventions, blessings in disguise, all these crazy sliding door moments. And none of those he would have chosen for himself, but it basically needed to stop him. It needed to say, you can't walk. You can't talk. You just need to stop. And we need to give you a massive blindfolded spin, 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 take the blindfold off and then let's just see what you do with it.
0: Yeah. It's pretty incredible. It's amazing.
1: Yeah. I recommend that to anyone. It's on Netflix and it's called Unbroken, the Callum Von Mulga story. It's really inspiring. Sounds sounds
0: it. I'm going to mm. go watch it.
1: And he's an Aussie guy too and he's just an Aussie lad. He loves his animals, loves his koalas and you know, he's a bit of an adrenaline junkie but it's
0: a really good story. It's not normal to be um, in the, put in a position where you have all those opportunities and you're open to all of that judgment the way um, people in the media are for whatever reason. Same mm. with any of the athletes. And, mm, and celebrities. Yes, yeah, celebrities, all of them. It's not normal to, to be in front of no, that many people. It's not normal. And not have it affect you. Mm, for sure. And even when you look from the outside, all these people get everything, they have all the opportunities ever. It's not a good thing either, is it? Nope. Just sounds like he was being so held and being given very loud opportunities to go, nope.
1: Go the other way. (laughs) That's it. And what are you going to do with this? You know, what are you going to do with your God given or, you know, powers that be given? Divine interventions. What are you going to do with your talents? What are you going to do with your voice? What are you going to do with your exposure? Yeah. Because what you're doing with it is not serving the way that you obviously need to serve but that is, that's extreme. It's the extreme end of it. But when I was watching it, it just definitely by the end of it had a completely different point to the entire thing of what as to why I was watching it. Amazing. I was just like, dude, you have got a purpose greater than yourself, greater than bodybuilding in the fitness industry. Do it through bodybuilding by all means, but don't limit it at that because there is something that you've got to give something that you've got to share. Like that's the universe speaking really fucking loudly to get you to see that. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And in his most recent posts, I noticed last night that he starts talking about, like, he refers to God and the Bible quite a lot um, since since he went through all of the tragedy that he went through and the blessings in disguise. Yeah. Um, and he quotes the Bible and says some prayers as well, which is amazing. It's the faith. You know, it's his it's faith.
0: A, yeah.
1: That's his faith. Yeah. and. It it's it's not lost on me that that happens, you know it because you cannot explain from a human perspective. It literally feels like this is the hands of the workings of a higher
0: source, a higher power that be. Yeah, there's no science experiment for that. No, not yet. No, but we all acknowledge it on some level that there are powers that we can't measure, but yet we all feel them and know they're there. Yeah, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. So
1: when humans are sitting here going, "Oh, twiddling my thumbs. Oh my God, I can't find my purpose. What's my purpose? I need a purpose." let go it's there just let go you've got many just find ways to be purposeful and you'll be fine yeah and your job doesn't equal purpose (laughs) no and it changes all the time there's many 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 to choose from at any one given point in time
0: is that it (laughs) i think so (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much tracy it was such a brilliant chat to get your perspective and share that story of that cool doco on Netflix. What was the name of it again?
1: Unbroken, the Callum Von Mogger story. Cool. So don't forget that we've got the next round of the Raise Your Vibe Boot Camp coming up. It is this uh, June 26th and 27th, I think, or is it the 27th, 28th? I think it's the 26th and 27th. It's Saturday and Sunday in June, the last weekend. Um, It's $22 to register. That's it. That's the only cost. So it's $11 a day. Um, It's virtual, delivered via Zoom. Uh, It is lots of high vibe um, tips and tricks and tools and techniques. Um, And Laura and I are both there doing it, getting involved. And it goes from 9 to 4 each day on the Saturday and the Sunday. Uh, And, yeah, if you haven't got your ticket yet,
0: I don't know why you haven't so <laughs> well, get, on. get on track, stay on track and you'll learn how to do that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: 22 bucks, like what are you waiting for? It's life changing. Um, after the boot camp, we've got, we recently, um, created the raise vibe tribe, which is a monthly membership cancel at any time, but it's also $22 a month. And, we meet every month it's a it's own little community going on there and uh we do deep dives into each of the things that you learn in the boot camp uh, but that's there and it's already happening so why not and you can
0: dob yourself in can't you for an intervention uh-huh what so do you, you call it
1: hot seat a hot seat yeah. divine intervention so every month you can nominate yourself for a bit of a live virtual chat with me in front of the rest of your raise your vibe your rivers your rivers, rivers tribe
0: your tribe your, tribe, your, your tribe, people yeah. they're all your people whether you know them or not we're all, all there for the same reason
1: all there to lift each other up and to just remind us that it's only a one-up yourself it's not a let's just jump to the top we just need to learn to one-up which is what the boot camp is all about just learning how to one-up yourself and raise that vibe of yours and i can't wait
0: Indeed, indeedy do i so can't a wait weeks away yeah Wowzers. We're nearly there. Nearly there. So have a look. The link is
1: uh, via my website. Uh, you go yep. on to book online and then go to boot camps and you'll see it in there.
0: Hope you enjoyed that wonderful
1: listeners'
0: steak. <laughs> steak. 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 Hope you
1: enjoyed that oh. wonderful steak,
0: listeners. Stay safe and take care. I think Bye. I was trying to say. <laughs>
1: If you'd like to send us one of your ghost stories or if you have a question for me or for Laura, send us a Gmail at TOSpsychic at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at out underscore and over on Facebook at